0: Hey Mavens, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Beauty Mavens podcast. We're so glad that you are here. Hopefully you got your headphones in, you're able to do some passive multitasking while you're listening to today's episode. Also, I just wanted to say that our hearts go out to anyone being affected with the current circumstances. I know most of our businesses are closed down as of right now and... We just really hope that you are able to find ways to stay busy and to keep moving the needle in your business. Um, We know that we'll all come out of this stronger, and if you need any extra support or have any questions, we're here for you. Go ahead and DM us. We have a full list of grants and loans that you can apply for, so if you need any additional support like that, go ahead and DM us, and we can send that over to you, Um, but we are thinking about you, and praying for you, and hoping that this ends soon, we would so appreciate that while you're listening to the podcast today, if you went ahead and took a little screenshot, and put it up on your Instagram, and tagged us, we'd love seeing where you're listening from, what you're doing while you're listening, and as always we'd love to know what your biggest takeaways are so go ahead and tag us screenshot it and yeah we cannot wait to connect with you now let's get into today's episode
1: Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen Diolaveda and Madison Anis.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Beauty Maven's podcast. We're so excited for today's episode. We have Savannah with us today. You'll know her on Instagram as the Dallas Esthetician, and we're so, so excited to hear from her. Let's have you introduce yourself, Savannah, and tell us a little bit more about how you got started in the industry, what your business looks like today, and yeah, just anything about yourself that you want to share. Perfect. Okay. So my name is Savannah Boda. Um,
1: I go by the Dallas Esthetician on Instagram and I have a business here in Flower Texas, which is a little suburb um, outside of Dallas. And yeah, I got started in this industry because I struggled with my own skin. I was actually in nursing school and um, thought that was going to be my direction and passion, but I quickly found out I was way too sensitive for that industry. And whatever I do in life, I want to do at 112% and I knew being a nurse, like I wasn't going to be able to be in the front lines and, you know, doing all the cool saving life stuff because I'm just so sensitive. And so when I found skincare and found that I could really help people and do that 112% without, you know, having to deal with the sadness and, you know, things that come with nursing, I felt like I found my perfect match with chemistry, um, with helping people, and just having kind of that hospitality. And so that's something that for me was such a good career path, because I found, you know, finally what I can do and how I can help without compromising, um, I guess, my like, sensitivities.
0: Yeah, that is so cool. Um, I also, I wasn't in nursing, but I always kind of thought about nursing. I did public health in school. And so when I found aesthetics, it was the same. I was like, oh, this is, like, it has that side of, like, the health stuff that I really, really am into. But then it also has the interaction with the people. And, like, everyone loves their esthetician. So, it felt the same way. I can totally relate. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And you don't have to, like, let people down. And, you know, just, uh, I, I commend nurses so much. I mean, I just, I do not, I can't even comprehend how they do it. Um it's crazy.
0: I know. Especially right now. It's so, I know it. they're so needed. Um, so you tell us about your business. Like, do you have employees? Is it just you? Are you booth renting? What is, what is your, okay. Before coronavirus, what does your before. business look like?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm a solo esthetician. It's just me, but I have two amazing assistants that Literally helped me with my entire life. Um, I didn't have them in the beginning, so I literally was a one man show up until November, and I've only had my business open since around June. So I'm pretty new um, having my own place. Before that, I worked for a plastic surgeon and I worked for a dermatologist, and um, I really loved you know, being in the medical side. And so I wanted to keep that medical side, um, when I opened my own practice. So I have a medical director. I do microneedling. I do, um, bigger chemical peels. I do all kinds of stuff. I also do some microblading. Um, so yeah, I really like to focus on acne and corrective skincare. I don't really do too much of the foo-foo relaxing stuff. Um, I like to get that done to me. But when it comes to my business, I really like to focus on, like, results-driven and um, what's going to give them the best results and make them feel the best the
0: fastest. Yeah, I love that. What, to your assistants, are they also estheticians? Are they helping you with the actual facials and things, or are they more on the business side?
1: So one of them just finished aesthetic school and poor thing can't even take her test yet because of the coronavirus. So I think that's been pushed like all the way till maybe end of May, early June. Um, oh, so yes. She's almost licensed, but she completed school. And then my other one, um, she's amazing. I just brought her on and she's actually going to be starting school, which again has been postponed <laughs> because of the coronavirus. So Yeah, they are both interested in in aesthetics. And so it's really amazing right now. They are just really doing the back end of things. Um, They're helping me with consultations. They literally anything I need, they are just so amazing and helping me like conduct my business and being there. So they have more of like, I'd say management, they manage Mm -hmm. my, my clients and the client communication side, they really help, um, convey like, Oh, this client needs this. And so that I am on top of everything because you know how it is owning your own business. And you know, using your personal cell phone to talk to clients, like it can be so stressful. And when I'm in clinic all day, you know, doing clients from nine to eight o'clock at night, like I can't answer my cell phone. So they're so amazing. They'll just ask me questions like, hey, so-and-so needs this. And they're, they're able to text it back. So I don't even have to text them. I can just tell them what to text. And so that, that's the kind of stuff that they help me with. Because um, I'm sure, you know, too, it's just, you get emails, you get DMs, you get texts. And so, I swear by the end of the day, I have like 70 messages that like, if I didn't have them would have been unread.
0: Yeah, totally. That is so nice. I don't use, our business phone is Kristen's cell phone. So she's the one that deals with all that. And I always feel so bad because if any if like a random number calls me, I'm like, I don't have to answer it. Cause I know it's just like a random number, but for Kristen, no. she's like, I have to answer it cause it's the business. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> I know. But I'm glad she takes that responsibility because I would not do good at that. So I totally know what you mean. Um
1: it's a lot. And sometimes you'll have people like call you at three AM and you think it's like a booty call or like an ex-boyfriend and it's just a client like, Hey, when can I get in? And I'm like, Oh my god, what are you doing at three AM calling
0: me? Yeah, you're like, Go to my website and book online.
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's, it's so funny, but yeah. So having them has like completely helped me kind of focus on my clients and focus on more of like my marketing and things like that, because the business side is such an essential part of the business, but it's not my favorite and it's, I don't think it's anybody's favorite and, um, it's so time consuming. Like it's so hard to balance everything on your own. Is that so amazing? You and your sister, you know, you guys have each other, um, to really help out with that side because, man, like, it's one thing to be in the treatment room and it's a whole nother to, like, have to do all the business stuff.
0: Totally. And that is what's really nice about our partnership because Kristen really does, like, she's like, if I didn't have to take clients and could just do the business stuff, like, she would be so happy. And I always kind of thought I was like that, but with this whole corona virus and, like, shutting down and not taking clients, I'm like, nope. I don't like the business back end stuff. I wanna be taking the clients. Like I will oh take God. clients till the day I die, but she's like, Oh, I can't wait for the day when I we already both only do two half days. So we're not like with clients a ton. But um she's just like, I can't wait till the day where I am just doing like the back end business stuff. Like she loves all of this. She loves the podcast, she loves we have like our Master Maven's membership and she loves that which I love it too, but I'm like learning through this all that I really love doing clients and I need that interaction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My hands are the best. I'm like, that's like where I thrive is when I get to, you know, do my skill and my craft. So I completely agree. And it's been so crazy too with the coronavirus. I thought like, Oh my God, like I'll finally have time to chill because for me, like even with my assistants, just the demand of the clientele, which is, you know, I'm so blessed and thankful to have, but I was working six days a week and the day I had off was the days I was making like my charts for Instagram because my they, my assistants helped me with a lot of the stories and stuff like that but I create all of my content that goes on my feed and so that's what I usually do on Wednesday so I literally like was working seven days a week and my clients would always say like you're not going to stop working unless like the world shuts down or you get like sick and they're like we hope none of those happen but like that's like the only thing that would get you to like take a step back I'm like, I know, like I'm literally going to work myself to death, but it's because I love it so much and there's nothing else I'd rather do. But with this time, you know, with the coronavirus, I really thought, oh, you know, I can watch some Netflix, like I'm going to feel good. But now I feel more than ever, I have like no excuses. And so I feel like I've been like kind of battling with myself of like my anxiety and things like that, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to because you have all this time to focus on your business. And help brand yourself and push yourself so it, you feel more pressure, I feel like, because there's nothing else to be like, oh, well, it's okay I didn't do this because I was working with clients all day, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, my gosh, I have all this time. I should be doing this. Like, I should be getting this done. Like, I, you know, I have time to get all my ducks in a row. And so that's what I've been really struggling with is, like, allowing myself to just calm down. And even though I have all my ducks in a row and I've done everything I think I need to do and could do – I'm still sitting here, like, staring at the wall. Like, what else can I do? Like, there has to be something more. Like, I can't just not have anything, you know?
0: Yeah, what have you been doing during all of this? Like, how has your... I mean, obviously, you're not taking clients. So what are some things you're doing day to day to, like, move the needle along in your business?
1: So I've been doing virtual consults, which is something I've always done because I do have a lot of clients um, from out-of-state, And so I like to check up on them. They come and fly in sometimes to Dallas to see me. And so I've been really expanding that because before it was so hard for me to get these virtual consults in because my books were booked out eight weeks, like with actual clients in clinics. So now I'm able to really, you know, keen in on these virtual consults and really help women um, and men that, you know, can't come to Texas and the clients that like actually can't come see me because of the coronavirus. Um, so I've been doing that, um, I've been just shipping product to clients, um, I've been using my online retail store to really market that and help with the income because it, you know, it is so hard now, like not having the same income, um, that I was having before. And then also, I'm doing a lot of virtual classes with estheticians. And that's really where I've been, like, trying to shift my business. Um, I love my clients, and I love working in clinic. But the thing that makes me feel the best in my heart and, like, makes me feel, I don't know, just happy and complete is when I get to help other estheticians. Because I remember, like, myself being like that in the beginning and, like, terrified. Like, how am I going to make this? Like, I can only do $50 facials. I can't, you know no one's going to pay a hundred dollars to me. And there's just like the self doubt of like starting out um, on your own. And so that's what I've been doing a lot of is like business trainings, helping other estheticians, um, build their business, their social media and their skincare knowledge. So that's something I've been doing. And that's what I, I love doing that more than I love doing virtual consults. Cause I feel like you really make a difference in someone's life when you help them with their business. Of course, like helping someone's skin is awesome, but like, I feel like with the business, like, you can literally change someone's, like, income and help them, like, become the best version of themselves and help them, you know, have the business that they've always wanted.
0: Yes, that is amazing. I told, I mean, we're really aligned with that. What So, for anyone listening who has a business that is no longer working as of right now, like, they're not taking clients, what are some tips that you have for them if they have an online shop, like to market their online shop or to, you know, market their virtual consults, like how have you been getting the word out or stuff like, yeah. and I know you have a large following and I'm sure you probably have email lists, but for, for someone who might not be at that level, you know, for someone huh. who like is just used to working on clients and maybe selling their clients retail, but they, you know, they haven't focused on the online side.
1: Yeah, so definitely, I would say reaching out to your clients, like word of mouth, when you reach out to someone personally, instead of just over like a platform, it's more personable, of course, and it makes them more like inclined, I feel to book that virtual consult with you like, yeah, you know what, I do want to see how my skin's doing. And it makes the client think like, oh, like, if she thinks I need to do this, then I should probably be doing a virtual consult to make sure my skin's going to be on the right track while we're out for who knows how long and I can't come in and see my esthetician. Um, Because there's a lot of things, you know, I know our clients, sometimes they feel bad texting us and they're like, oh, she's probably stressed out. Like, I don't want to ask. So something I do is I always reach out, especially to those clients that I know are not going to reach out to me because they're just like little angels that like are just, you know, more quiet and they don't want, you know, to bug me and I'm like you're not and I literally have to like hold their on their shoulders and I'm like listen you're not bugging me I'm going to be mad at you if you don't text me you have to text me let me know whatever you need like I'm here for you and some of those clients like no matter how many times you say that they're not going to reach out to you you have to reach out to them um so that's what I really urge a lot of estheticians to do is like c- catch up with those clients um you know reach out to them even if it's not about skincare just let them know like you're thinking of them. Um, and that's something, you know, with our jobs, it is a very personal, and, you know, I care about my clients as much as I care about my family, like, you know, anything that's going on in their life, their children, their work, um, their relationships, and, you know, anything that's going on with them, so I think really, you know, showing your clients during this time that you care about them as a human being, and not just as your client, is so important, and it goes a long way.
0: I love that. I totally agree, and I feel like for a lot of us, even this time, like, just to reflect, like, maybe someone's listening, and they're like, wow, I, I would feel weird, like, like, my clients, I treat them just like clients, so I feel like even this time, just reflecting on how you're treating your clients when they're in your studio, and in your chair, and maybe, like, thinking of ways, and making goals, so that when we are back working on clients, that you can really, really foster those relationships, um, or like you said, like starting to reach out now and build those relationships stronger. Because I think sometimes it's easy just to see the client as a client, you know? Like, every, I feel like everyone has their favorites where they're like, oh, I know everything about their life and I love them. But then there are those ones that like come in and close their eyes and sleep during their appointment. So, like for me, yeah. I've been like, there. that's something I want to work on when I'm back is treating them all like my Favorite client you know and I I do like I do we do treat them all well I hope this isn't coming off wrong but do you know what I'm saying
1: no no I completely get it you have the ones that like you're like hell yeah like she's coming in today like I can't wait like you know it's just like you have that client that you just connect with and that energy transfer and then you have the clients that you love like I love all my clients but you just don't have that connection with them maybe they're more shy or maybe you guys just like didn't have that like great energy transfer like some people are just more open um types of people and so with us in our industry i definitely feel like the ones that like give us that same energy back are the ones that become our favorite clients because it's so easy and like almost effortless um with putting in a lot of effort of course but it's just like it just you know i know you've had that time where you meet a client and it's like the first 10 minutes like you're like thinking to yourself like i freaking love this person like oh my god she's just like a breath of fresh air and then we have our others that are more shy and just, you know, not going to open up as much. And we love them. It's just you don't have that, like, laugh and, you know, that, like, fun party time, like, during their appointment.
0: Right. Yes. That's so good. Um. So let's kind of talk about Instagram because your Instagram is freaking bomb. <laughs> it's oh, so you. inspiring. And you add so much value. Like, all of your posts, you are, like, very educational but then like also fun and just all around such a good page um what what are some things that you do or some tips that you have for people to up their Instagram game right now or some things that you're like this really really works for me or I've tried this and it maybe does not work for me
1: yeah so I think you know really showing you on your page you know our clients they come to us because we're amazing at what we do of course but It also comes down to your personality. Like there are so many amazing estheticians and amazing lash artists, permanent makeup artists. Like there are so many talented people in this world. And I think what makes people stand out is their charisma and, you know, the way they promote themselves and the way that they make their clients feel. And so I really urge people during this time to like show yourself more, show some more of your like raw personal side, because that's what draws clients in clients want to feel a connection with their provider. And, you know, just like when you go to the doctor, like if you don't feel comfortable with your doctor, like you're going to find a new doctor, right? So Mm -hmm. you always want to make your clients feel like very warm and comfortable and they know who you are. Like I've had clients who are like, I booked with you because you made me feel comfortable, like following you through Instagram, like you show your face, you don't show yourself all dolled up, like all the time on your stories, like you literally like roll out of bed and we'll make an Instagram story and just talk about like your passion and what you love. And my clients love that raw, authentic side of me because, you know, a lot of times on Instagram when people have bigger pages, it's just very like fake. And they're like, I always say this, like, you know, they wake up and they're all perfect with their hair all slicked back in a bun and, you know, their bushy brows and they have their avocado toast and the little labradoodles like running around, you know, and it's just like, ew, that's so perfect, you know? Yeah. And so- <laughs> I think on Instagram it's so good to be, like, your true authentic self and, like, show people, like, yes, I'm in skincare. Yes, I'm in the, like, beauty world, but I'm also, like, me. And I, you know, am happy with who I am. And um, I guess just really showing your clients, like, who you are. It makes them more comfortable before they come in and see you. Like, if they know your personality and they know, like, little things about you, like, they're going to feel like they already met you before they met you.
0: Totally. We always say, like – you don't. It's not so serious. You don't have to be so serious all of the time. Like, yes, you have a business and you want to be professional. But, like, you, people really connect to the vulnerable, raw, real, like, side of you. And totally people connect to people. And so they're not going to want to come on a page that's all skin or all eyes. Like, they want to see you. They want your face talking to them. I mean, just think of the accounts that you connect with and yeah. the businesses that you connect with. Like, it's, I'm sure when you go to their page, it's not just, like, a bunch of t-shirts, you know, but it has, like, their people in the t-shirts and their story, and that's why you connect to those brands. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, you – those were all – that was all such good advice, and I feel like you're very well-spoken. <laughs> I feel like whenever – You're welcome. I feel like whenever I try and articulate what I'm saying, I, like, talk way too fast, but you, everything you say, I'm like, I wish I could say it like that. That's just very clear, and yes.
1: It took me so long. I used to be, like, kind of a spaz when I would talk about things, because I have such bad anxiety, and I do believe, like, the more you work at something you know, the better you are at it, and when I first started doing all of this, like, oh my god, my mom was like, Savannah, you need to breathe, like, you sound like you're about to have, like, a panic attack on your story, and I'm like, I know, (laughs) I just don't know how to do this, like, it's so stressful, like, it is, and I remember, like, I would sit in front of the camera, and I would record something, and I'd be like, nope, that sucked, and, like, I would do it over and over again to where I became, like, so robotic, and it was, like, cringy almost to watch it, because it just looked like I like, was, like, sucking in, like, so tight and, like, anal, like, hi, guys, today I'm going to be talking to you about blackheads, and, like, you could hear the quivering in my voice, <laughs> and, like, you can't do that, like, that's why, like, when you see, like, my stories and stuff, like, I mess up, I'm not going to retake it, because that's me, and that's real, and, like, I'm not freaking perfect, I choke on my spit, um, like, 98% of the time when I'm talking, like, I swear, the past three days in my virtual consults, I choked on my spit with every single one of them. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just <laughs> checked on my own spit. I salivate a lot, okay? Um, but yeah, so I think just like the more, and that's for people too, that they're like, oh my God, Savannah, like how do you do this? Like it's so hard to be on Instagram live. Like it's so hard to, you know, talk on my stories and like show my face. Like it's easier said than done. And I'm like, listen, I have been there. The first time I ever did an Instagram live, I was wine drunk. And that's the only reason it happened. It would not have happened if I was sober. Like I was not able to do it. I tried so many times to do a live and I could not do it. Like I had the worst anxiety. Like I was, I was sweating profusely. I <laughs> was shaking. And so, yeah, I think with, you know, being on Instagram and stuff, like you just have to go with the flow and like just act like you're talking to your grandma or mom our best friend and like don't think about it because the more you think about it the more you're going to get in your head and the more you're not going to be you
0: yes I love when I'm creating content on Instagram instead of because I definitely have been there too where you're like okay take 150 and now yeah I just sound like a robot and what is happening and now I'm not going to post it because this is so dumb like you just I've totally been there but One thing that really helps me is just instead of thinking of like talking to Instagram or thinking of making a story, I like to think of one person and we have an ideal client. So I like to think of her and like we have her nailed down even to a name. And so I think of her Uh and I'm like, what does she need right now? And then I just, I like, we have her demographic, her age, her like where she shops. Like I can literally picture her and what she's wearing. Oh my God.
1: It, I love
0: this. It helps a so What's
1: ideal client? Enough. I have to know. Do
0: share. So I have we have two. We have one for our, like, studio, like, our client that we work on. And then we have one for our, um, like, a beauty professional. So I'll, I'll tell about her because – actually, I'll tell about our client because most people probably are, are uh, marketing to their client client. But so her name is Angie. And she is 32 years old. She's a stay-at-home mom. She has expendable income. She, oh you know, yeah, the perfect client. She <laughs> shops at like Lululemon and um, Nordstrom and higher end stores like that. Like she has designer bags, and she lives up in the Avenues in Salt Lake, which is probably means nothing to you, but it's like a very specific little community. She works out at. Like, she goes to yoga studios and Pilates studios, and I can just picture her, and um, so when I'm, instead of thinking of creating, like, getting overwhelmed by what do I need to talk about today, I think about her, and I'm like, okay, for example, right now, like, she can't leave the house, she can't get her lashes done, she can't get facials, like, what does she need? She probably wants an at-home facial kit, like, you know, she probably wants to be able to sit and mask, because... She has nothing else to do and like read a good book. So then when I talk to her, when I do my stories, I'm like picturing her and I'm talking to one person. Do you use Marco Polo, the app?
1: I don't, but I've heard of it. A lot of my clients use
0: that. I love it. But so I, cause I Marco Polo my friends a lot. So I just pretend like I'm Marco Poloing, like literally talking to one person, trying to think of everything that they need right now and then serving them, like creating value that way. And I feel like that helps so much take the pressure off. And then it's the same thing. It's like, if you're talking to one person, if you're like video chatting one person and you mess up, you're like, Oh, oops, sorry. Like, you know, Yeah, you don't care. You don't care. But when you're like doing it, presenting it on Instagram, you feel like you care more. So I love to just sit back, like think of one person, one girl, like, what does she need? And then just talk to her. And I feel like it really helps take that pressure off.
1: I love that. Yeah, I love that. And that's like another thing I tell people too, is like, don't feel so scared and don't feel so much pressure. Like you really have to like let go and just pretend like nobody else is watching or your like you said, your ideal client is watching Um, because it does come off so much more authentic and genuine. And you're when you're more comfortable, your viewers are more comfortable. Like, I don't like watching, you know, when you watch, like, a TV show, and you're like, I can't watch this. This girl's so cringy. Like, she's just so uncomfortable, oh, yeah. you know? And it's just, like, it's hard to watch. Like, that's how I feel like I've made my story sometimes. And I'm like, oh, my God, Savannah. Like, you have no emotion. Like, you're sitting there so straight. Like, you're, like, there's not a hair out of place. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, it's way too perfect. And it's just awkward.
0: Yeah. No one wants Life that. Why doesn't like that? <laughs> no. Yeah yeah even that's then,
1: intimidating
0: it is even I'm thinking of the people I follow who are like like really 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 um like celebs like what is what I can't think of the word I'm thinking of but um
1: Courtney Kardashian
0: Courtney Kardashian yeah or like I love Caitlyn Bristow I don't know if you're a bachelor fan but I love her yeah. and I'm like I love her because she's not perfect and she'll Burp on her Instagram stories, and she's so real. And when I watch her, I'm like, I feel like, yes, I feel like I can relate. Like you're my bestie, you know. Like it's connected. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, See, that's how like Hannah Brown is from The Bachelor too. I love her.
0: Oh yeah, I've been loving their little quarantine gang. (laughs) I know it's so cute. It's It's so 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 fun. I'm like, hey, you. I I was not a fan of Tyler, but after all of this, I'm like, I really like her and Tyler.
1: I know they're so cute. Love they are it. really. Cute.
0: Um. Okay, this has been so so good. What is there anything else like you want to share with our listeners? Anything else you want to talk about before? Um, we I would it? just
1: say, yeah, yeah. During this time, guys, like you know, don't be too hard on yourself, and you know, try your best to not compare your business to others' businesses and really focus, like, this time is such a good time to, like, if you want to rebrand and you haven't had time to rebrand yourself or, you know, to really, like, find your mission statement. I always tell all the girls I do my business class with, like, you have to have a mission statement because there are so many times in your business, especially as a solo esthetician, where you're going to be, like, is this the right skincare line? Like, is this the right color? Is this the right, you know, this is the right route for me. And you can always go back to your mission statement. And if it doesn't align with your mission statement that you've created for yourself, like that's your answer because it's so hard, especially on social media, you see a lot of people doing different things and you're like, Oh, should I be doing that? Like, is that a line I should be carrying? Is this a service I should be doing? And you kind of feel like you should be pulling your brand like in every different direction because you're in charge. Like you don't have someone to tell you no like that's not what we're about that's not our philosophy like that's not our mission statement so you really have to like be that person for yourself which can be so hard because you sometimes don't know like who you are or what your business is and it's so hard to like find that like niche and like who you are and what you want to do so yeah if you don't have a mission statement you guys like that is my biggest advice like it has helped me so much like with my clarity and like with the direction I want to take my business, I always refer back to my mission statement and I say, "Hey, is this aligned with me? Does this align with my business?" And if it doesn't, then I let it go.
0: Mhm. That's great advice. Do you have your mission statement memorized?
1: Oh, girl, yes. It's it's really short and that's why it's so funny. It's I just want results driven ethical ethi- oh my god, I can't talk. To you. <laughs> See? Here we go. Result driven ethical aesthetics and that's, you know, basically what my brand is. And that's my mission statement is I want to provide results, the best products for my clients in the most ethical way possible, you know, not overcharging them, not, you know, shorting them and not bringing on product lines that are like outrageously priced. Like if it's ethical and I think the pricing is right and it works, like that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to bring on something foo-foo-y. That's not going to do anything for your skin because that's not where my business is. Like there's so many times I see something like I've been a sucker for it. Like I bought this oxygen dome. It's the stupidest machine ever. I know what Um, you're talking about. It's super relaxing. It's so relaxing. Like it's so like, it's like such a fun foo -foo thing, but people love foo-foo. And I was like, Oh my God, like everyone's asking about this dome. Like I should spend money on it. I literally wasted, you know, about three to $4,000 on this machine. does not align with my brand. It's not who I am and now it's just sitting. It's just literally sitting. So I've made mistakes with business and money because I see something on Instagram and I think it's cool. But like I said, like my mission for my business is to be an ethical esthetician and have the result-driven products. And so if it's not results-driven and it's not ethical, I'm not going to do it.
0: Yeah. But I love how, I actually love how simple that is and clear, and it totally helps avoid mistakes and it helps you know where to spend your money what products to bring on what kind of services because it's so easy on instagram to be like chasing the dollar amount and yeah seeing other people and being like oh my gosh like that mask looks so cool I think I need to add that to yeah. my treatments or this looks cool or I need to do this and then you do it yeah, and you're like I even brow this. lamination
1: I'm like oh my god I want to do brow lamination and then I'm like that is not what your business is like I've even come to like I love doing lash lifts and tints I've completely nixed that off my menu because that's just not where my business is even though I love doing it it's just a waste of time for me honestly and no one's booking it because they they, they go to like their nice day fall or they go to their like waxer and get these things done like i was trying to do everything and it just doesn't work like that like you have to really you know hyper focus on what your clients come to you for and some people might disagree and be like oh no you need to have like you know everything so that it's a one stop shop but like that's wonderful if you have employees i don't i have assistants and so it's just me and so What people come to me for is for acne, aging, and hyperpigmentation. And they want the most effective, results-driven. Like, they are ready to change their skin. They're not here to mess around. It's not like their first-time facial. Like, my clients come to me because they want something fixed. And I'm like, all right, here it is. This is the price. This is how we're going to get it fixed. And I don't like to hold on to my clients forever. Like, I want to get their skin good. And then they can go get maintenance facials with another professional. And so that's why, like, another thing to completely, like, shift the topic a little bit is like competition like I don't feel like I'm in competition with other estheticians because I provide something so different than a lot of others like uh, my only like competition I would say is like other med spas but not even with that my clients come to me because they know they can text me if I'm doing these invasive procedures like they can text me at 2am like I'm going to be there for them and hold their hand a lot of med spas aren't going to do that for you um it's against their HIPAA and they can't text you you're not gonna be able to call them at 10 o'clock at night like you're not gonna be able to get in and get through them and they don't have like that personable Instagram like it's very much like a business page Mm -hmm. and so that's like you know I feel like I have like my own kind of corner that I put myself in and created that opportunity for me and my clients and so that's something I always will say my clients will ask me like who's good at waxing who's good at lash extensions like where can I go get a good like relaxing facial like where they rub my shoulders because they know I'm not about to do that and so (laughs) um that's something that I love is that I'm able to connect with other estheticians in my community and you know share clients with them because there are things that I don't do that they do and um yeah that's like my goal I guess for my clients is like to get them the best results in the most safe ethical way um and you know I'm not gonna like want them to be, like, with me for three years trying to get rid of acne, right? Like, I want to get that done for them six months tops, and then, you know, help another person, and that's my goal, is, like, to help as many people as I can, and then once they get their condition gone, like, hand them over to an esthetician to maintain maintain that for them, you know?
0: Yeah, I love your perspective on that, and I, like, there is so many estheticians, and there's so many clients go around, like, you and when you're trying to be everything to everyone, like, you're going to attract no one. You have to – that, go, again, goes back to having, like, an ideal client. Like, you ha- you know what you're treating and what you're doing. And so when you talk about it, like, the people who need you, they know where to find you. And they're going exactly. to find you. And then, like, when their friends are talking about it, they – like, the the word of mouth is probably – spread yeah. I feel like it spreads even faster – if it's like very niche down. I
1: agree. Like no one's going to be like, oh yeah, my um, acne specialist, she does lash extensions. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like I can do them. Am I the best? No, I want you to go. For my clients, I love and care about them so much. Yeah, girl, if I wanted, if I was scummy and I wanted your money, I could totally do your lashes. But I know there's someone that is 12,000 times better than me. That's all they do all day, every day. Like they are doing trainings. They're advancing their knowledge. I can't tell you the last time I read anything about lash extensions. Yes, I can do them. Am I awesome? No. Am I decent? Yeah. But, you know, for your clients, like, when you really love and care about them, they'll respect that so much that you're referring them out and not money-hungry and being like, oh, no, I can see that. Like, oh, no, like, yeah, let me pull out my wax that has, like, dust on it. I mean, used it in a year. But I can totally wax your brows,
0: you know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. That's, oh. like, kind of my little
1: philosophy with that.
0: I love it. I think more people need – to get more clear on their niche I think you know the saying riches are in the niches I totally 100% agree with that that. I've
1: never heard that that is so cute
0: (laughs) it is it's true too like and when we first started we were like oh my gosh we have to be everything to everyone like we were offering permanent makeup trainings and we were doing um spray tan trainings and We were doing spray tans, and we were doing wax. Like, we were literally any service, anything that an esthetician could do. We were like, yep, it's on our menu. We can do it. And as time has gone on, we are like, this is – (laughs) no. This is – no. This is not – cannot happen. So we've really, like, really condensed our menu, and it – I feel like our clientele is stronger than it ever has and – ever has been. And it grew – that's, like, when it grew is when we started – when we stopped offering everything and just started picking select services that it was, like, we are known for these services and it's what we enjoy yeah. doing. And P.S., by the way, like, certain services make you more money than other services. So,
1: yeah, no, even exactly. taking
0: that into consideration because, uh, like, for God. us, extensions are not our money maker at all, you know? Oh, no. So, it's, like, not worth it to do them.
1: I agree. Yeah, and it's always told people you don't want to be the cheesecake factory of aesthetics. Like, you want to be like the nice, like homegrown, like good little Chinese restaurant, you know, that's authentic. And, you know, they're so good at what they do because that's all they do. All they do is make Chinese food. And so they're really good at making Chinese food. And, you know, it ties back to their culture. And, like, you go in there and it's actually like people from Asia making the food because they care. You know, it's just that's the kind of business I want to be. Like, I want to be that little neighborhood. Um, Chinese restaurant that's authentic and genuine not the Cheesecake Factory that has like pasta and Chinese and I don't know burgers everything
0: I love that I love that analogy um before we go do you just want to share like your best at home skin tip okay
1: Yeah. So my favorite at home skin tip is to ice your face. If you have any blemishes, Um, just like a good five minutes, you can use an ice cube. You don't need to go buy a cold roller unless you want to be bougie. Um, But yeah, if you get a cold roller, they're like 10 bucks on Amazon. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely icing your face will help bring down inflammation. Even if you don't have acne, I really love to ice before I do my skincare routine because it brings down any inflammation. It helps, um, you don't have to close your pores, but I mean, it does help like make the smaller. Um, So I do like to do that. And then always doing eye cream. That's something I have to remind myself is to remember my eye cream because I swear, I feel like a whole new woman when I do my eye cream. I'm like, yes, I feel like I'm actually put together because it's just that one step I feel like a lot of people don't think about. Um, So yeah, always do your eyes and ice your face. I love it.
0: Eyes and ice. I can totally relate to the eye cream one because it is a step that I like everything else, I am a freak about, and I will do it, you know, every single day, like without fail. But there are days that I miss my eye cream, and when I put it on, I'm like, why don't I do this every day? It's the best. Like, you just feel way more elevated.
1: I know. You're like, I am that bitch. Like, yes. Yeah.
0: I love it. Okay. This was so great. Thank you so much for being willing to talk with us today and to share your business with us. Where can everybody find you?
1: So I am on Instagram.
0: It's the Dallas Esthetician with
1: an A, and um, yeah, that's, that's usually the best, the best place. I actually just made a TikTok, so if anyone wants to follow me on TikTok, I think it's the Dallas Esthetician too. I'm actually not quite sure. I'm sure.
0: I'm it is. sure your TikTok is going to be so fun. I still, I'm obsessed with your, um, <laughs> your little music video. Why? What was it? Why? Right. What? <laughs>
1: why skin great yes good. oh that my was gosh so fun it's so funny because people keep commenting and they're like yeah you can't sing and I'm like girl I know that's why there's so much auto-tune like come on um <laughs> uh, yeah that was just something real quick I'll just talk about that real quick so that was just something I literally made like a skincare post and it was like why skin great till it gotta be great and um i would just like sit in bed and i was like you know what what if i made this like a whole song and like did the lyrics and i was like but i'm never gonna do anything with it like just for fun and so i'd sit in bed like every night and um write these lyrics and then my girl that does all my videos and stuff like one day we were just like messing around and i was like i wrote this like entire skincare song um based off of Lizzo's like truth hurts like do you want to hear it and she's like Samantha, we have to like actually make this like a song And I'm like, no. And she's like, it'd be so funny. Like, the lyrics are actually really good. I'm like, I can't sing. She's like, that's the point. Like, it's going to be funny because you can't sing. And so, yeah, we just, like, made it a whole, like, fun joke. And, yeah, that's what it is. It's not so serious. But, you know, some people think I'm serious. So, you know, to each their own. Um,
0: (laughs) No, it is so good. It's gold. Everyone has to go watch it. I think you have it on your IGTV, right?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. And on YouTube, it has more thumbs down than thumbs up. But you know what? That's America. It's are fine. you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah. What? That <laughs> surprises me. Me and my sister are obsessed with it.
1: I think it's because I, like, legitimately can't sing. And I think people think that, like, I think I can sing, like, Rebecca Black. Like, I think that's, like, the situation, like, a Friday situation. <laughs> like, it's Friday. <laughs> I think that's how people think. But, you know, to everyone viewing and listening to this, I don't know. I know I can't sing, so um, that's not the point of the video. My lyrics are just pretty good. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna toot my own horn there. No, the they're very good. Um, the singing is subpar at most, but you know, you you win some, you lose some, and it would be unauth it would be unauthentic for me to hire a professional singer for that. So I
0: it got really I got the point. Don't worry, we got the point. We got it. We loved it. We were like, this love is it. the best. Oh my gosh, I Yay. love it. Okay, so everyone go check her out on Instagram at the Dallas Esthetician. Make sure you check out her music video because it's so good, especially if you are a skin person. Like if you – well, I mean any esthetician I think would appreciate it or cosmetologist, but if you're like in the skin world, it's like extra gold.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love this.
0: You are so welcome, and I loved it too. It was so much fun. So everyone, make sure you go check out Savannah at the Dallas Esthetician with an A. And while you're at it, check us out at BeautyMavens underscore. And we will see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens.